I'm Glenn Warren and welcome to a bonus Christmas Day episode of Seasons Eatings Podcast. First of all, I want to thank all you loyal listeners from joining me over the months for this podcast. I deeply appreciate you listening and sharing the podcast with someone you know who loves Christmas. Now you've heard me talk about my Newfoundland traditions. I'm originally from Newfoundland, Canada, the easternmost province. A lot of the Christmas traditions that happen in Newfoundland don't happen anywhere else besides this little island off the coast of Canada. One of the things I've talked about before is Tibbs Eve, which is December 23rd. It is said that Tibbs Eve possibly came from the word from tipsy, calling it a tipsy eve, and also from uh, an old English word called a tib, where it was someone you didn't really trust very much. Tibbs Eve is usually the beginning of the Christmas season for many Newfoundlanders. Uh, friends and family get together, share a drink or two or more, and just celebrate the holiday. There's a lot of talk about Tibbs Eve and the drinking, but it's a little bit more than that. Through all time, Newfoundlanders had to leave their small coastal communities to make a living. Tibbs Eve represented an opportunity for people who had just returned home for the holidays to reconnect with lifelong friends. And for some, Tibbs Eve was never about the alcohol. It was about catching up with people you haven't seen maybe for a whole year. A large part of the Newfoundland population is Irish and a lot of immigrants have come from Ireland. And Tibbs Eve was a chance for people to gather together and celebrate a little bit of their Irish traditions as well. One local music group has a particular tie to Ireland They're called the Irish Descendants, and that's exactly who they are. Each member of the band is either of Irish ancestry or related to someone of Irish ancestry. They've had a few albums over the years, but this is the first time they've put out a Christmas album. So here's their song, Hooray for Christmas. Bells of Christmas ring, peace and joy, good tidings bring. Raise your voices and we'll sing. Hooray for Christmas Day, boys! Hooray for Christmas Day! Well, the season is upon us now. Scented candles, holly boughs, no time for cares. We do a vow with Christmas coming on. Hear the bells of Christmas ring, peace and joy, good tidings bring. Raise your voices and we'll sing Hooray for Christmas Day, boys Hooray for Christmas Day Snow is softly falling down Birds for warmer climes are bound Kith and kin will soon be round To warm a winter's night Hear the bells of Christmas ring Peace and joy, good tidings ring Raise your voices and we'll sing Hooray for Christmas Day, boys Hooray for Christmas Day Sing the songs of long ago, so let the music play. 
Hear the bells of Christmas ring, peace and joy, good tidings bring. Raise your voices and we'll sing, hooray for Christmas Day, boys, hooray for Christmas Day. Well, Christmas comes but once a year, so everyone be of good cheer. A toast to all that we hold dear, hooray for Christmas Day. Hear the bells of Christmas ring, peace and joy, good tidings bring. Raise your voices and we'll sing, hooray for Christmas Day, boys, hooray for Christmas Day. Hear the bells of Christmas ring, peace and joy, good tidings ring. Raise your voices and we'll sing, hooray for Christmas Day, boys, hooray for Christmas Day. One of the great things of getting together during the Christmas season is that you have a little bit of leisure time. Uh, you get together, have some food, maybe play a few games, watch some TV. But there was times when we didn't have television and a few of my ancestors played cards. And one particular game that people played in the past was playing for the Christmas cake. Friends played cards to collect enough money to make a Christmas cake. On one night, they would play for flour, for example. The losers of the game would contribute enough money to buy flour for a cake. The winner got away without having to buy anything. During the next game, they would play for raisins, or, and one lucky person got away with having to pay for raisins. They continued the series of games until the ingredients for a Christmas cake had been collected. Then, during the Christmas season, the cake was baked and the group assembled for a party. To the best of my knowledge, this tradition has mostly vanished. Even by the mid-1900s, playing for Christmas cake had begun to make a shift towards playing for the Candlemas cake, owing to the increasing Christmas time entertainment or distractions. And Candlemas takes place around February 2nd, which is technically the end of the Christmas season. So you're still playing for Christmas cake. There's an old card in the archives at the Memorial University of Newfoundland from 1964. Charlie Moss of Happy Adventure in Newfoundland talks about playing for Candlemas cake. And he says, In Candlemas, before Candlemas come, most generally the people play for what they call Candlemas cake. You get a cake baked and whoever bid, the loser would have to fi find the cake, you know. Well, when Candlemas Day come, they all come to this house and eat the cake and drink the rum. Christmas cake, or fruit cake as people know it here, is very popular in Newfoundland. We fill it with all sorts of things. Glassy cherries, red and green, nuts, raisins, currants, um, even gumdrops. So, and then soak it with rum for a few months if you can. Another local group had talked about a particular cake that most people didn't really enjoy. This is Miss Fogarty's Christmas Cake by Rum Ragged. As I sat by my window last evening, the letterman brought unto me a little gilt edge invitation saying you'll hilly come over for tea. 
I knew that the fogger he sent it, so I went just for old friendship's sake. And the first thing they gave me to tackle was a slice of Miss Fogarty's cake. For there were plums and prunes and cherries. There was citrons and raisins and cinnamon, too. There was nutmeg, cloves and berries. And a cross that was nailed on the clue. There were caraway scenes in abundance, sure. Would build up a fine stomach ache. It would kill a man twice after eating a slice of Miss Fogarty's Christmas cake. Miss Maloney, she wanted to try it, but really there wasn't no use. But we worked on it over an hour, and we couldn't get none of it loose. Till Kelly come in with the hatchet, and Murphy come in with the saw. The cake was enough by the powers to paralyze any man's jaw. Now there were plums and prunes and cherries. There were citrons and raisins and cinnamon too. There was nothing make cloves and berries, and the crust that was nailed on with glue. There were caraway seeds in abundance, sure. A pill that provides the make ache. It will kill a man twice after eating a slice of Miss Fogarty's Christmas cake. Miss Fogarty, proud as a peacock, kept smiling and blinking away. And she tripped over Flanagan's brogans and she spilled a homebrew in her tea. Gil Gildy, she said, You're not eating. Have a little bit more for my sake. No trace, Mrs. Fogarty says, I have had quite enough of your cake. Complained of his head, fat and lay down on the sofa, and he swore that he wished he was dead. Miss Daly fell down with hysterics, and there she did wriggle and shake. And every man swore he was poisoned after eating Miss Fogarty's cake. Now there were plums and prunes and cherries, there were citrons and raisins and cinnamon too. There was nutmeg, cloves and berries, and a crust that was nailed on the glue. There were caraway seeds in the abundance, what filled up a fine stomach ache. It would kill a man twice after eating a slice of Miss Fogarty's Christmas cake. Now there were plums and prunes and cherries. Citrons and raisins and cinnamon too Make loads and berries And a crust that was nailed on the glue There were caraway seeds in the abundance Sure would build up a fine stomach ache It would kill a man twice after eating The slice of his Fogarty's Christmas cake After you've had your rum and a little bit of cake, you might be a little bit belligerent. There is another Christmas tradition in Newfoundland that have happily gone on the wayside. That is the deciding the village strongman. Long before I was born, in the area of Bonavista Bay, it was customary for young men to challenge each other to fight during the Christmas season. The goal of the game, if you kind of call it a game, was to earn bragging rights as the champion of the community. The fight was initiated when a young man would drag a coat behind him. If an onlooker wished to challenge, they did so by standing on the coat. 
This custom still exists in Ireland, and no doubt that's the origin of the Newfoundland variant. The general idea is that the participants would fight bare-knuckled, and the first person to secure three knockdowns would win. Bear in mind, these young Newfoundlanders rode oars, cut timber, and hauled fish with regularity. They were strong. A punch from one of these guys was going to be substantial. But, as often as not, the fights were friendly, and the first fellow to land a fair blow was considered the winner. There's a great story related to that in Harold Squire's A Newfoundland Outport in the Making, and it tells of a young man by the name of Rogers who was the champion of salvage. When Rogers heard of a fellow across the bay in King's Cove who was calling him the champion of Bonavista Bay, he was offended. Rogers and a small crew of friends rode the almost 20 miles across Bonavista Bay to King's Cove in January and found the champion. Rogers stood on his coat and in his own words, left him straightened out in the road, all six feet of him. A few of the other Christmas podcast hosts got together. I wanted to give everyone a brief holiday message. This December, the Christmas Podcast Network is bringing you the ultimate dose of holiday hilarity. It's the Christmas Podcast Network All-Star Comedy Christmas Show. We've gathered your favorite podcast hosts from the Christmas Podcast Network for a night of nonstop laughter, festive fun, and more Christmas cheer than you can shake a candy cane at. All your favorites are here, ready to light up the stage with comedy that's hotter than chestnuts roasting on an open fire. I've got a joke for you. Why did the Christmas tree go to the barber? I don't know, Mike. Why did the Christmas tree go to the barber? It wanted a trim. (laughs) That's a tremendous joke, Mike. We prepared a holiday medley featuring all of the classics with a comedic twist. Rudolph Rudolph the the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny rubber rubber chicken. chicken. Speaking of rubber chickens, did you hear about the one that auditioned for a Christmas play? Oh no, not more chicken jokes. Ouch, (laughs) that was dumb. I mean, we couldn't get any of the writers from Breaking Bad or The Sopranos in here to punch this up just a bit. No? No? Anybody? No? Do you think they'll deliver a punchline tonight? If they do, it'll be a Christmas miracle. Expect holiday sketches, hilarious improv, and some surprise festive twists that'll leave you rolling on the floor like a snowball down a hill. Should I do a dramatic reading of Dickens? How about a Frosty the Snowman-inspired rap that will slay the crowd? That's no good. I've been working on my George Bailey impression. What do you think? Merry Christmas, you wonderful old building and loan! You've nailed it, Scott. Now who's up for a game of Christmas charades? This is Mary Manis, and I love it. Tonight's special is a gingerbread stew. It's a stew I threw a gingerbread house into. Just don't eat the gingerbread house. It's more for decoration. Yes, it's holiday gold. This is like a comedy snowstorm. Non-stop laughs. I've got my ugly Christmas sweater on. It's so ugly. It's almost cute. That's the spirit, Chris. I've been perfecting my Santa laugh. Listen to this. Ho, ho, ho! You know, I've been practicing my own Santa impression. Ho, ho, ho. This Santa sounds a bit like a pirate, no? (laughs) Let's make sure we're all on the nice list tonight, okay, folks? I've got presents for everyone. (laughs) But beware, some might just be empty boxes filled with holiday puns. (laughs) 
Now, who's up for some festive improv? So mark your calendars for December 32nd, set those reminders, and get ready for a Yuletide laugh riot. I've got a list of dad jokes longer than Santa's naughty list. Speaking of lists, did you hear about the snowman who wanted to be on the nice list? Yeah, he was aiming for a flurry of good deeds. How about a little holiday magic? Watch me turn a candy cane into a string of twinkling lights. Lights. Watch me turn this candy cane into a spaghetti noodle. That is possibly the most creative trick I've seen. (laughs) I've got a joke for you all. Why did the Christmas cookie go to therapy? I don't know, Charlie. Why did the Christmas cookie go to therapy? It was feeling a little crummy inside. That's enchanting, Charlie. Maybe we should tell ghost stories. Nothing like a good Christmas scare. This is shaping up to be the jolliest night ever. Hey, I've got a Christmas confession. I still watch animated holiday specials. (gasps) No shame in that, Ashley. I do too. In fact, I rate them on a scale of one to tinsel. Don't miss it, folks. The Christmas Podcast Network All-Star Comedy Christmas Show. Because the best way to spread Christmas cheer is sing... Uh, nope, nope, don't want any copyright strikes. I'm, I'm not going to say that. From all of us at the Christmas Podcast Network to all of you. Merry Christmas! It's the Christmas Podcast Network All-Star Comedy Christmas Show. Only on CPN. You'll love it. Oh, oh no, Copyright! And of course, that being January, of course, there will be a little bit of snow. Many kids hope for a snow day during the school season, but I also wish for a snow day on Christmas. So here are the swinging bells with snow day. Okay, ready? One, two, three, go. Snow day!
And finally, I want to thank everyone for listening to the podcast over the last four seasons. It's been a long, delightful journey, and I thoroughly enjoy hearing from you. If you want to contact me, you can get me at seasonseatingspodcast at gmail.com. Plus, you can find all past episodes at seasonseatingspodcast.com. And Seasons Eatings is also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and a few other socials. I want to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas and a wonderful and safe and prosperous Happy New Year.